0: Thank you for tuning in. This is the Fit Minute Podcast, where we talk all things health, fitness, and lifestyle. And now for the show. Welcome back. I'm your host, Gabby Mazer. And on today's episode, I have Dr. Amy Gulledge with uh, Nikao Performance and Rehab. Uh, She's a physical therapist, and we're going to talk about physical therapy and fitness and how to stay ahead of the game today. So welcome to the show.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you got into physical therapy and exactly what you do as a therapist.
1: Yeah. Great question. Um, So I actually got in as I was an injured athlete and surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, a lot of physical therapists come in because they had some sort of previous injury and that's how they got introduced to the profession. So for me, I was in high school. um, I played soccer and volleyball for both ACLs. So ended up having surgery, ended up in physical therapy and realized like, oh my gosh, I love this and I could totally make a career out of this. So um, yeah, it was kind of full steam ahead after I decided that at age 17. So, and I still love it.
0: That's that's kind of a lot of people don't know exactly what they want to do. And I think actually- (laughs) That's how most people get into kind of this field, like health and fitness, and into something they love, is either through an injury or through something that they're personally going through. You know, yeah, Especially, like in exactly. health and fitness specifically.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I'm. You know, it it just really makes me kind of thankful that I had those injuries because, I mean, uh, physical therapy is totally my lane. For those of you who don't really know about physical therapy, a lot of people do, but for those of you who don't, um, physical therapy is kind of a newer, a little bit newer profession. It came um, out of the the world wars. So we had a lot of injured, um, you know, people in the army and air force that needed extra help. And so this profession was, was birthed to kind of help um, a lot of our injured warriors. And, you know, we stayed a profession ever since. Um, a lot of times focusing on pain and injury for, you know, uh, but really we're, we're into everything physical. So bones, muscles, joints, um, nerves, and we look at, you know, function and helping the body to move better, helping the body to perform better and helping the body to feel better.
0: Yeah. The rehabilitation aspect of what you're doing, the injury and the rehab of, World War, you know, you're trying to get the soldiers back to, well, either to working because they lost a, lost a limb or whatnot, but, uh, or back into war, back to fighting, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what makes you different? What makes your business and you as a therapist different than other therapists?
1: Yeah. Um. So, you know, I kind of ended up out of school into the traditional physical therapy model that. Um, I kind of call the PT factory. (laughs) So, you know, a lot of people that have been through physical therapy, they know they go to a physical therapy facility. It's a large room, a lot of tables, a lot of people. They'll see their physical therapist, maybe about 15 minutes, and then they kind of get passed off to a tech that is going to take them through their exercises. Um, so I actually have a background in personal training and, you know, I, I got a little bit frustrated feeling like I wasn't able to spend enough client, uh, enough time with, with patients and clients. And, um, I kind of missed being able to, um, kind of be a part of their their exercise and their exercise programming a little bit more. I felt like I was kind of shoved into this this box and you know it's just kind of like high churn and uh it wasn't really working for me. So that's when I stepped out Nikaio Performance and Rehab was born um where, you know, what's different about us is that we're really holistic. So we um, focus on more than just the joints. We like to focus on the full body. We have a pretty in-depth conversation with people about their fitness levels, um, things that they're trying to get back to doing. Um, Because, you know, if you come in to me for shoulder pain, I mean, you're more than just your shoulder, you know, (laughs) we'll take a look at your shoulder, but I want to know about all the other things that you want to get back to doing, you know, aside from being able to sleep better at night without shoulder pain? Um, what are things, do you want to be able to play with your kids? Do you want to get back your fitness competitor and you want to get back to, you know, lifting heavy in the gym? Um, and so, you know, all of these have kind of a different strategy for, you know, programming. And so, um, we're very customized, very one-on-one. And, uh, I think that's what makes us very successful as well.
0: What's interesting about what you just said was that you, as the therapist, were frustrated. Imagine how the client feels. Mm-hmm,
1: if you're right. frustrated
0: as the therapist, imagine how the client feels being passed off to somebody else.
1: Yeah, they
0: want they, that want. one-on-one attention. They want that attention not to just be passed off to somebody else. Right. Go to a therapist to see a therapist to work with the expert, not to work and and not that not that a, a, an assistant is not a, is not educated or doesn't know as well, but you want to work with somebody because you want to work with somebody, right? And yeah. um, just to be going to see somebody for 15 minutes and then passed off to somebody else to do a different program is, it's frustrating.
1: Definitely. Know? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's definitely a double-edged sword. I mean, being in it, we see both sides. We see the business side of it. Uh, it's kind of a separate conversation of, you know, health insurance and that sort of level of reimbursement. Like I understand why the model became what it did, you know, Absolutely. based on, you know, insurance and kind of what they are actually reimbursing, which is a lot smaller than what people think. But um, you know, yeah, therapists get frustrated too. And uh, you know, for people that aren't aware, a lot of times the, the doctors that are kind of running in and out of the rooms, I mean they don't want to have to do that either. Nobody wants a hundred notes at the end of the day. Um, It's just unfortunate where kind of our healthcare model has turned to. And I think that, you know, we need people to kind of step out of that box, be a little bit more innovative, think about, you know, what's a different way that we could still uh, build a business model that really services patients um, and and maybe be able to do it a little bit better. And um, I think that's, you know, we need more people kind of stepping out and striving for
0: that. And I think what's even more frustrating, too, is, you know, not getting into the healthcare aspect, but touching on that just a little bit, is that that number has also decreased over the last probably 10 to 20 years, whereas the payout used to be a little bit more. It has actually gotten smaller. Mm-hmm. So for therapists, it's very difficult when you go through, you know, people don't want to go through through insurance anymore because, you know, you're not making any money, you're making less money than you were five, 10, 15 years ago and having to work twice as hard, which you're right, that business model has changed. So it is very difficult to give the care, the type of care that you wanna give to a patient and also make money at the same time. So you have to juggle between the care of your client, the care of your patient and taking care of business and in right. the care of your business and also paying your bills at the same time.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's definitely been a little bit of a shift. I mean, we do start to see more therapists that are kind of like branching out of the traditional model as we call it. Um, but, you know, for, for patients and clients like they should have an option and they should know that there are, you know, options and different things available, um, you know, for, for people that, you know, say they are self-pay or, Um, They have really high deductibles and so they rather pay cash. I mean, why are they still ending up in these models where they're still seeing a provider for only 15 minutes, but, you know, they're, they're paying more money than what the insurance would pay. And, you know, I've actually been on that side too, (laughs) that was, that was me and it was that you know, it becomes kind of a frustrating experience because, you know, like, Hey, I'm, I'm actually paying you more than, than what the insurance would, and you don't have to go through all the headache and hassle, but you're still not getting quite that time, you know, or value perceived value from, from the therapist. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of a, just a little bit different shift in models. And, you know, we think we do a pretty good job with it, um, over at Nicao. Um, really it's, it's, you know, our motto is like put patients and clients first and the money will follow. And so, you know, we do that time and time again, like we really just want to do the best for our patients, for our clients. Um, You know, that's kind of where my passion lies. And um, I believe that, you know, you treat people right, then the money will follow. And that's really what needs to be our focus.
0: So. Absolutely. You have to take care of people. You have to take care of people first, because you can't you can't worry about the dollar. You have to worry about the patient, because if you're not taking care of them, if you're not taking care of your client, then they're not going to be there anyway. Right. So so uh, I wanted to talk about kind of the relationship between fitness and physical therapy because there's a huge relationship there especially when it comes to pilates because we get a lot of people that come after rehab or doing rehab in the pilates community um, because it's such a low impact um, form of exercise a low impact modality that it works so well with physical therapy but um what role does physical therapy play when it comes to fitness or when it comes to exercise?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we're kind of trained to be the experts. I think that, um, traditionally, I don't know why we're not perceived so much kind of in that role, but really physical therapists should, should be helping to guide people with their activity plans. Um, and with that, comes a lot of teamwork, you know, it's, um, I want patients and clients, I want to know what activities they like doing, what they're involved in already. And then we get, you know, their injury history, what they have going on, how they're moving. And then we start to like, put it all together. And you're right. I mean, Pilates, um, is, is the great, you know, form of exercise for that reason of being kind of low impact. It works well with a lot of people, Um, And physical therapists should be able to kind of come in and work right alongside and say, hey, okay, you're working with this, you know, you have Pilates a few days a week, or you're working with this personal trainer, Um, you know, they should have an understanding of what those people are doing, you know, what the patient's doing, and then kind of design things around that, you know, do we need to add in a little bit of PT exercises on the side, you know, are they getting most of it while they're You know, doing Pilates, Um, I kind of have a story where I, I, I worked at a facility before and um, we had a girl that was she was a gymnast and she was coming in and part of her um, exercises in the facility was doing planks. And so I looked at her and I said, how many times do you do planks when you're in gymnastics? Because she has gymnastics every single day. She said, I do them every single day. I said, great. We're not doing them in here. You know, so that's important is to have an understanding of the physical activities that, you know, patients and clients are doing outside of um, the facility. But really, we kind of help to to guide a lot of that, you know, make sure that people know, hey, you know, I love the fact that you're in Pilates a couple days a week, you know um, let's talk about what you're doing for cardio, you know, do you need a low impact cardio activity to help with that as well? You know, let's look at your flexibility. Let's see where that's at. Um, You know, what are you having issues with? Um, So yeah, everything should really be customized for patients and clients and and physical therapists should be able to kind of help guide and navigate through that.
0: Yeah. And you know, you should have that symbiotic relationship because you want to, uh, you want to do what's best for that client. Like I have a client who is hyperflexible. I can never remember what it's called. Tell me again, what's the name?
1: The, the Erlo-Stanlow syndrome. Thank it you. Is, yes. that, uh, <laughs> she has that.
0: And, uh, we work very closely with her physical therapist. Uh, the, the teacher that I have working with her, uh, talks on the phone with her physical therapist, because we want to know what she's doing with her and what she's doing with us so that we can work best together to to best see improvement with her and she does very well and um has seen improvement and loves it but how do you know what she's doing here what she's doing there what you know you you have to have that relationship and that conversation and it's important. It's important to know exactly. Are you doing planks every single day? Why do you need to do them here? Let's do something that's going to, to improve you there, not just do the same thing. You know, you don't need to be doing planks six days a week. If you're already (laughs) doing them when you're doing gymnastics, we don't need to continue doing that. Let's do something else. Right.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's really important to just, you know, have a general understanding of what your patients and clients are doing, uh, what their activities are outside. I love having relationships with other individuals, like other coaches, other personal trainers, um, you know, other doctors, uh, even today, I, I went and met with an ortho doc and I was like, can I just get your cell phone number? Because, you know, once again, that having that direct communication just works so well. And, uh, you know, just to be able to shoot a message over to somebody, Hey, I got so-and-so they're coming into you, you know, these are the things that we're working on, you know, um, this is like what I would love to see, you know? Um, and I think, you know, when you have that kind of a, a team, um, it just it works so well for for patients and clients. And um, you know, they feel good about it too, like people yeah. that really care about them.
0: So let's kind of touch a little bit on like on flexibility. Obviously, I talked about having a patient that is too flexible, hyper flexibility. Uh and also there's the other side of that being too stiff what can happen in those instances what happens if you are hyper flexible what happens if you are not flexible at all what yeah. what kind yeah. of situations can occur in that
1: in that yeah you know i i tell people um, with everything in life there's that balance right like too much or too little of anything is generally never good. And so what we're we're usually striving for is kind of like what is optimal. Um, and so, you know, we see this and we see this with research. If we have people that have way too much, you know, flexibility or mobility, um, usually that's through like elasticity in their joints and they're kind of like they're Gumby people. So we'll see that with like dancers, gymnasts, um, and then people that are like way too stiff where it's like, they're not really getting any movement Mm. either end of the spectrum is usually uh, the people that are a little bit higher injury risk. Um, so, you know, what we're striving for is, is kind of that middle ground of like, what is optimal. So my people that are too stiff, it's like, man, we really need to get you on some mobility. We need to get you on some flexibility stuff, some mobility stuff. Um, people that are, you know, hyper mobile, super flexible. Those are people that it's like, Hey, we really don't need to stretch you. We actually need to work more on like stabilizing. Let's just work on strengthening things. And if you feel tight, you could go foam roll, you could go ball roll, but you know, stretching is not the thing for you, you know? So there's other ways to kind of get those muscles to relax and release, um, that aren't going to, you know, further play into kind of that hypermobility. So, but yeah, I always tell people, you know, we're kind of we're looking for somewhere in the middle grounds. And um, generally we, we kind of test people out and we can tell people, you know, where they're at in the big spectrum of things.
0: Yeah, ways to prevent injury, because obviously those two things can cause injury. If you're If you're really, really tight, if you're really, really flexible, you know, you have a lot higher risk for sure. Mm-hmm, right. What is your advice to stay active, to stay uh, more physically active throughout life and how to prevent injury, how to age gracefully, um, types of exercise or things to do that can help you to stay safe and well and without injury forever, not forever, because you can't stay for, without injury forever, but you know, with less injury for your lifetime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is one of those great questions that, you know, ask physical therapists, I mean, you know, you should have a good physical therapist that is kind of like your PT for life, you know, just like you have your primary care physician so you know you'll you'll see over time that it might change a little bit like your your chosen activities are going to change you know i used to play soccer and um the last time i was out on the soccer field i collided with one of my teammates and twisted up my knee and i was kind of limping around the clinic and i i realized that you know what that's just not worth it for me anymore at this point in my life it's not worth it it's too high of a risk for me And um, I made the decision, I'm just going to, you know, hang up my soccer cleats and um, I'm going to pursue, you know, different activities, but really it it comes down to what, what do you enjoy and what can you be consistent with? And some of that might change over the years. You know, I used to be a runner. I used to run all the time. Um, I had a hip labral surgery and that kind of stopped me from running and um so at that point you're kind of pursuing like okay i know i need to be active what are some other avenues that i could then pursue to you know keep me active keep me strong and yeah looking at something like you know pilates um i think one of the main draws to pilates is, is because it's uh, it is a good activity through the lifespan, you know, you could be younger, do Pilates, you could be older, do Pilates, um, other activities, um, maybe not so much, you know, <laughs> we don't see too many people that are 50, 55 years old out there playing soccer, you know, right, you right. when you look at the basketball court, you start to see you know, it's kind of the little bit of the younger guys, you know, you don't see too many people out there, 60 years old out on the basketball court. Um, and it's just for reasons that you you'll have some of those changes that happen in your body. And it doesn't mean like, Hey, go sit on the couch because once again, too little of something, right. You don't, you need to keep up your activity levels, but, um, those just might change a little bit. Yeah.
0: We definitely see it. Like as you age, you, don't recover as quickly so injuries hit you a lot harder definitely and Mm -hmm. even if it's not a major injury even if it's just like you know even not even a pulled muscle but just like you went a little too hard one day it might take you instead of two or three days it might take you four or five you know so it's, you have to kind of adjust how you do things. If it's not running, it's now walking. If it's not basketball, it's now pickleball. If it's not, you know, CrossFit, it might now be, you know, orange theory. I don't know, you know, so you're, you're just adjusting what you're doing. And and that is one of the things I do love about Pilates is because you really can do it at any age. Mm -hmm. You know, the only, the thing is, you know, there isn't much, if any, cardio in Pilates, unless, I mean, (laughs) even if you're doing jump board, there is a little bit, but you're not going to get much of that in there. So, you know, you do have to find other avenues for that, but, but you, you do have to adjust and, and kind of find those things that you like to do or love to do, but you know, what's best for your body at any age, for sure
1: yeah right and talking to you know a good PT that knows you I mean you guys should be able to have those conversations and you know really kind of get into you know hey let's try some things and maybe yeah maybe you've never done that stuff before and those are avenues that you could kind of look into but really it's it's gonna come down to what can you be consistent with um and you know for that it's like what what could people find joy with what can they really enjoy and You know, stuff like Pilates and some of the other groups, um, I think, too, um, just the community of that, being able to build community, you know, having maybe some some group stuff where you're able to meet with some of the same people, some of your friends. And uh, so that usually works really well for people and also on the accountability side as well. Yep.
0: So what's your best advice to give people that are trying to improve their fitness levels or just improve? their fitness or maybe be more consistent even, but
1: yeah, kind of start where you're at, you know, um, it's, it all comes down to like tissue loading and dosing. So that's another huge part of before I get anybody started on, you know, rehab work, any fitness planning, um, we have a conversation of like, okay, what have you been doing? What is your current activity plan? And if somebody says, like, oh, yeah, I haven't worked out in a year, well, what I give to them is going to look a little bit different than somebody that's like, you know, yeah, I'm in the gym five days a week. Um, we just start at a little bit different place. Um, but I think it's, yeah, it's really important to just kind of start where you're at. Um, when we're talking about, you know, injuries and kind of preventing injuries, that's important as well. Um, so, you know, they used to coin the term the weekend warriors. And I know a lot of people have heard about that, and, you know, how uh, that could lead you a little bit more to injuries. Just if you're the person that only goes out on the weekends and does, you know, Tough Mudder or whatever other events there is out here without properly training for things. Um, though, you know, it all comes down to tissue loading and dosing, um, everything, you know, if you could have nice, slow and gradual progressions of things, then usually people do really well with that. I love that you
0: said that because I think especially early in my career, not me, I never felt this way, but. I came across a lot of personal trainers in my career that their philosophy was if I didn't make you puke, it wasn't good enough. Or if you yeah. aren't able to walk, you know, the next day. And it, <laughs> like, first of all, if this is the first time you've come to me and you haven't worked out in six months, a year, five years, and you're in so much pain that you don't want to come back in two days right what good has it done me right none because you don't want to come back but what it does not do you any i'm not starting you where you are at that to me has always just blown my mind like i don't need to bring someone in who's never worked out hand them a pair of 15s and have them doing squats and step ups and hammer curls and shoulder press. And then they're like dying. That, what, we're gonna start with no weight for squats. We're gonna start with maybe five pounds doing biceps, you know, or whatever it is. I don't know, I'm throwing Mm -hmm. it out there, but you know, Mm -hmm. this is where you are today. How does this feel? How about five reps how about 10 reps let's try two sets let's go from here and then when i see you the next time i'm going to say how do you feel i'm pretty sore okay you know we did three exercises and we only did about 15 minutes but you know this is where you're at i'm not trying to kill you i'm trying to get a baseline of the things that i see you need that i know that you are lacking in or not you know strong in you know what what good does it do to to make someone so sore that they can't sit down on the toilet does it happen yeah absolutely it does but you know you're right you have to meet somebody where they are and every single individual is different like I see people Mm -hmm. who work out all the time and come to Pilates and I just do basic stuff with them and they are struggling struggling and I see people that come in and never worked out a day in their life and they kill it you know so. You really don't know, but you just, you don't have to murder somebody. It is so unnecessary. Like (laughs) find where that perfect, you know, the optimal, what is optimal for this person today? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, you know, I don't know. Yeah.
1: And you, you definitely said it. I mean, everybody's a little bit different. You know, I tell people like, Hey, I want to see how you're doing in a couple of days and we'll kind of make some adjustments and, you know, kind of keep, keep game planning from there. Um, because you're right. Like, um, you know, even kind of knowing where somebody's fitness level is, um, people get different levels of soreness, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you'll have people that get really, really sore. And then you'll have people like me where it's like, you know, sometimes I get a little bit sore. I don't get that sore, even with brand new activities, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, and I think it has to do a little bit more with the genetics sometimes and, um, you know, how your body responds to stuff and kind of rebuilds. So yeah, that's, that's super important.
0: Yeah. Although making people puke has never been my philosophy ever. So (laughs)
1: that's, that is not my, that's, it's kind of hard to get people to want to come back after that, you know, that being the goal. (laughs) I know some people
0: like it. I don't know. I'm not sure, Uh, but But
1: uh, so if uh,
0: people want to come see you or interested in working with you, where would they find you?
1: Yeah. So, well, right now we're located in Tempe, um, Arizona, and we go mobile, um, but we also have our facility in Tempe. So um, either by calling or texting our phone number, so 480 524 Zero three two one, or uh, could send us an email at info excuse me info at nikeo n performance.com and uh, if anybody has any questions we're we're happy to just talk to you and um answer whatever questions you have as well perfect do
0: you have anything that you would like to leave our listeners with today anything Interesting tidbits or any advice or anything that you think that they should know before we leave today.
1: Yeah, um I mean if you're listening to this podcast and you um you already have kind of a fitness activity plan and something that you really enjoy good for you um you know keep going with it. Um if you don't and you're just kind of getting started, you know, try some stuff. You know, maybe go and try pilates. Um you know, see if you enjoy Trying getting on the bicycle, see if you enjoy swimming. Uh, there's just so many, so many things out there. Um, you know, really just find stuff that you, you feel good with and try it out, you know, try it out for a month, try it out for a couple months. Um, sometimes things are a little bit seasonal too. Um, just depending on, you know, especially in Phoenix with our weather. <laughs> so, some. Um, some clients, I have a winter plan and then a summer plan with them. Mm -hmm. Um, but really, you know, finds what, what you enjoy, but the biggest thing is you got to stay active. You have to continue to stay active. We want to make sure that, you know, you have something strengthening, um, you know, strength, balance, flexibility, um, cardio are, are the big things that we look at with people. So for overall health, and honestly, if you don't pay and invest into yourself now, you will be later, so it's it's better to do it upfront and have a better quality of life than waiting yep, until yep. the back end and not doing it. Absolutely, pay now or pay later. That's yep. right. Yep. Well,
0: thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I will have all that information in my show notes as well, so everybody can have the link to your website and your phone number and everything too. So, Great. I really appreciate it and uh, appreciate you being a guest on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. It was fun.
0: Thank you. Thank you everybody for listening to the Fit Minute podcast and we will see you
1: all next week. Thanks guys.